One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees, promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, the only question is am I going to have repercussions at family dinners from this conversation? <laughs> well, that's a chance you'll have to take, dad. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rachel Bellow. And I'm Suzanne Mushin. You're listening to The Big Payoff. Today, we are talking about two very different ways of working. We're just going to call them for today. There's the old school way and the new school way. You know what the old school way is. The old school way is the way it was when you started working. And the new school way is the way it is today. Well, it depends how old you are. Uh, it actually doesn't. I don't care how old you are, Suzanne. We all have this fear at a certain point of becoming irrelevant. That's really what this whole thing about, you know, anytime you hear somebody launching a whole thing about kids today or the way people are doing it today is fill in the blank. What you're really saying is I wanted to go back to when I was purely relevant and everything I did, everybody else was doing. And that you have your hands on the steering wheel, that you're really in control because you're setting the rules, yep. right? I, it's shocking to me that when we were, I don't know, maybe two years into ROI yeah. Ventures, so Rachel and I had this company and there were, I don't know, maybe 30 people, many young people. We'd hired a whole kind of tranche of people who were younger and they were in what we were calling officles. They weren't cubicles because they weren't contained quite, but they were in these little separate down a whole long hallway. And I used to go to the kitchen, which was in the middle of that hallway, and look down the rows, and a lot of them would be wearing headphones. Oh, I would come up to people and talk to them and realize they had headphones in. And right. I just thought, Are you doing that to, for noise cancellation? No, you're listening to music while you're okay, working. I didn't even know that. I thought they were, because we did a lot of video production, I honestly thought they had their headphones on because they were doing listening to something they were working mm, on, no. not listening to music. And here was the best part, that one of our employees at the time, Stephanie Itano, admitted that she was listening to Christmas carols. Oh, oh, oh. It if I had her down. known that. Oh, oh yeah. I never knew that, All the Suzanne. time. I would give her so much shit if I but knew that. But it was shocking. I walked around thinking, wow, you know, kids today... How on earth can they actually right. be focused? Our right. work requires so much concentration. I need a quiet room. I need a computer and screen. And the temptation is to say, all right, at the next staff meeting, yeah. I, no I, headphones. Need to, I need to sit down and do law. Right. And you know what? It, it isn't even my daughter, who's 29, said to me the other day. Now, granted, she's at VH1. Okay. Ground but still, zero for. Yeah. But still, 
she's starting to talk about the habits of kids coming up as if she's like already fearing irrelevance. And I'm going, oh, my God. I, and I do think that the clock is it. Things are so accelerated that you can feel on the verge of being out of it very quickly if oh. you're not totally plugged in. All if time. you're a parent, you watch your kids move from app to app. I mean, Snapchat's going to be done any minute. Yep. Right. This is the world that we're in right now. And so we really want to explore what do you do when you're feeling worried that you really just can't keep up and that you just don't want to. And how do you get away from your two default reactions, which is either to complain or to judge? And they generally go together. Kids today, dot, dot, dot. And here's whose fault it is. I don't know, usually the parents or something else. There has to be another way, given that none of these trends is going away anytime soon. So are you going to be the person on the sidelines going, why, in my day, we walked all the way to with that voice, with that affect? Really, you don't want to be. And you know what? This weekend, the reason that we're talking about this is that this weekend, Suzanne sent me an article from The New York Times that I hadn't seen um, about a guy who had been a journalist at Newsweek until he was about 50, 51, got laid off in the massive Newsweek layoffs and went to work at a tech company called HubSpot, which is headquartered in Cambridge, Mass. I don't know if he was working there or in New York, but whatever it is, the average age of the employee was like 22. And he was so appalled by the habits there, that he wrote a book about it called Disrupted, and it's getting a lot of play because it's funny. This guy's one of the writers actually for Silicon Valley, so he's got a voice, and he's funny, and he skewers the whole tech And he portrays the whole culture, which is clearly, you know, kids today. This is the way we are ruining the workplace in America. Don't know how to hire, don't know how to fire Tell everybody that, you know, they're changing the world, all sorts of things that he's very, very cynical about, very critical of. And it really does conclude with this statement that compares those environments to the sweatshops of the last. Right. That's the deliberately provocative thing is this is bullshit. This is like the sweatshops of the previous generation. And you know what, Suzanne? I read that or I read that review and not only do I not want to read the book, but I'm like, dude, this is just spinning gossamer around a set of fears of irrelevance. And you you are not copping to the fact that everything everything you're saying, I mean, while there's some truth to it is like, so what are we going to this is the culture now. Is this really going to be your stance now and, to say this is all bullshit? Right. And you can say lots of things about what's being lost when we operate in this new school way. And this led us to produce a new segment that you're going to hear in a moment because the ambassador of the old school way of working is right. one human being on the planet who actually sent me this article and then I forwarded it to Rachel with the headline of, to me, in in the body of the email, of something like, the world is going to shit. Right. You know, the world I is mean, ending. And this is, by the way, Suzanne's father. And this is our new feature called Ask Arthur, because it turns out that we always do ask Arthur. We want to ask Arthur for two reasons. First of all, because he's a wise guy and and also a wise guy. (laughs) Right. Both. Both. Yeah. But he is he has something really interesting to say. The other thing is he always has an opinion. That's for sure. Always has an opinion. And it is 
there it is unguarded. It is the most pointy. We talk about pointy opinions a lot. These opinions will point you right in your eye. And if you don't agree with him, oh, there's hell to pay. Well, you're an idiot. Yeah, first you of are. All. You are an idiot. And but he's smart enough to get away with it. And it's great. I mean, he he really missed his calling. He should have also been a podcast. Host, <laughs> right. Well, we're about to give no him one. yeah that opportunity. So we are. So when we come back, um, let's call Arthur. Let's do Ask Arthur. We're talking today about the two different kinds of work styles, old school and new school. And what your attitude should be if you're old school and you're encountering new school ways. So let's launch this conversation, which is a new segment we're calling Ask Ask Arthur, who happens to be my dad. Is this Arthur Mushin Esquire? Yes, it is. <laughs> Hi, Absolutely. Dad. Hi there. Hi. Well, we are just so thrilled that you agreed to become a regular podcast star in our feature, Ask Arthur. Because Listen, the pay was so good that I couldn't <laughs> give it up. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, Arthur, as we said earlier in the segment, you there is nobody who has a more pointy opinion about pretty much everything and who's more willing to share it and more uh, and and totally fearless about making everyone other, other than him. perhaps his brother who would be so awful on this podcast we would probably hang up on him that's pro- that is probably true so you got the better deal uh, that's good now the only question is am i going to have repercussions at family dinners from this conference. Well, that's a chance you'll have to take, Dad. So let's get started. So today we are talking about the old school way of working versus the new school. And we're calling you to get your opinion on the article that you forwarded to me this weekend, which we talked about earlier in the segment, which was this review and a, a really sort of dark picture painted of HubSpot, this youth techie culture in Cambridge. What'd you make of that, Arthur? Right. So? What would you like to talk about? Well, what what did you, first of all, what was your reaction? Why did you forward that to Suzanne? Okay. Well, first of all, all, actually, that uh, the gist of that happened a few days before I even saw the article. I was in Washington, D.C., standing in line to get tickets at the Washington Monument, and there's a guy behind me who works for both Google and Facebook talking about the working conditions in life as Facebook and Google and how, and how they have uh, uh, people there that change the oil on your car and how they provide banking services and everything so that you can, you can stay there. And then what really bothered me was he said there are people who are renting trailers, like, like uh, U-Haul trailers, outfitting them as bedrooms and just parking them and then coming into work and just spending all the rest of their time at Google. And I thought that was just so horrific uh, in terms of lifestyle and in terms of what millennials are saying is the, the reason for what they are doing. And then this article came out by Dan Lyons, and I, said, I felt like uh, somebody in the, in the land of Oz had pulled back the curtain on what we are being told 
and what millennials as a group believe uh, in terms of changing the world and how they're special and how um, you know they're they're doing good and rejecting the in essence the values in many respects of what, certainly what I grew up with. What va- it, what values are they rejecting, Arthur? What what is what is that? How does that look to you? Um, I think that the well, first of all, the the value the old the old values uh, in terms of the corporations. You know, there's no more. The people are not treated with respect, with dignity, with that they're valued. Um, that's what we used to always teach um, our clients. You know, you've got to you've got to try to do that. You have to tra- have your supervisors, et cetera, try to provide respect and dignity and make, and make people feel that they're valued. And that article just absolutely blew me away with the disrespect that um, is given by these kind of corporations and that the kids, and I'm calling them kids even though they're 20. 20- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Years old, 25 years old, whatever, are buying into this. But, but, but Arthur, Arthur, are you seriously saying to us that the, the big corporations of America of the mid-century, the mid-20th century, treated their employees <clears throat> with more respect than these startup companies are treating their employees. I want you, I, is that what you're saying? I am saying that that's what they tried in many, in most cases, attempted to do. Whether they succeeded is a different issue. You don't just, you just, you don't call, send somebody uh, an email and say, quote, you've graduated, goodbye, you're gone. Uh, you don't have a, you don't. It's like those old sweatshops. You don't have them working eighty hours a week and don't pay them, They're, and then just get rid of them. And the whether it was the laws, whether it was the cultures, etc. I'm not saying that they actually achieved that, but that that at least was the goal. This is not the goal. And how did how do you know that the young people working in these tech companies are all miserable? They sound really happy to be have the opportunity the, to work on, yeah. st- on on stuff like this. The guy in line behind you, unless he was bawling into a handkerchief, sounds like he was boasting about that way of work. Well, okay, he's both he's boasting about, it, but is he how is he really at the end of the day? Is he satisfied and feel that he has been uh, respected and treated well, and that he's truly changing the world? That he's an you mean like the corporate employees of 1955? I'm, I'm not saying that that existed. I'm saying it's, it is different. 
okay? I'm saying that the values, those kind of values don't exist today. You asked me what bothered me. Yeah. Okay, and that's, I'm not, I'm not going to defend, you know, corporate uh, behavior going back 50 years. What I'm saying is those values don't exist. And, and whose fault is this, Dad? Who do you blame? Oh, I, I think there are a number. I think there are really a number of factors yeah, in terms of this. I think that, quite frankly, um, I think you guys, as, as parents in your generation, has caused an awful lot of this. Um, I think that you have... By making our kids feel so special for every little tiny every thing. They, li- yeah. They're so special. They're so wonderful. They get ninth, ninth place um, trophies that they're unique and they're loved and they can give their opinion and they can do, and um, their opinions respected and they can argue. I mean, it's just... Hey, my, my children's opinions are definitely not respected. <laughs> <laughs> and, the other, and the other is the technology. There's no question about yeah, it. Yeah. The entire technology front has, has changed the re- relationship um, and expectations. I mean, this was interesting. At the hotel where we st- uh, stayed at, there was an issue, and the concierge knew this was our first trip with a grandchild there and wanted to do something special. So what he what he sent up? He sent up a, a selfie stick, okay? I mean, <laughs> you must have loved that. That's awesome. I, couldn't believe, I was ready to choke him with the selfie stick. I want, I want, I want to, you want him to, to pull a Tanya stick. Harding with the selfie stick? That's great. I mean, it's, it's the me generation. And now, having said all that, okay, the one thing that has been really surprising in the last few days as I've actually gone through some continuing legal education, um, I found a saw statistic that by 2025, approximately 75% of all the workers in the country will be millennials. And that, to me, was a wake-up call that companies really, really need to consider how they're dealing, all companies, um, and is with your, the millennials. And is yeah. your, your thought, if you were coaching these companies, is your thought to sort of stop the madness and stop the world from going to hell and teach these millennials how to work? Or no, is your no, opinion mine is, mine is adapt different. or mine, die? Mine is totally different. Mine is that, that the people in power have to understand the world and, de- and this new world and deal with it, not necessarily give into it. I think there's way too much giving into also. You ask, you know, who's responsible? I think we negotiate with the kids too much that we give them the right to ha- have way too many options and things. That's just the way I look at it. But I think that the managers in the prior gen- Generation X, uh, the boomers who are, who are still there, they've got to understand the reality of this workplace and then try to figure that out. And I don't think they are on either end. I don't think the millennials are trying to figure it out. Um, they just have an expectation, and I think that the the um, older generation is just absolutely frustrated. Well, uh, Arthur, I just want to tell you, I, I, we so – first of all, you delivered on your very first Ask Arthur like you hit it right out of the park. And I'm not fluffing you the way we fluff our kids. This is yeah. real. This is real. We're going to give you a You're, trophy. You, you really did get the blue ribbon, not best, the ninth place prize. Best – Best new guest in the segment called Ask Arthur. <laughs> and and we really are happy that you respected our opinion that you belong on our show. So we really, really appreciate your uh, picking up the phone and whew, delivering. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Dad. Okay. Love Talk you. you. Bye. Bye. I'm from the old school. New school. New school.
turn up the Pro Tools. It's a shift between the new and the old school. All right, we're back from the Ask Arthur segment, my dad. Um, Look, what's clear to me is that he's actually struggling. He's not willing to admit that, but his last comments about the fact that people on both sides of this equation, both the millennials and the employers, really need to wake up and figure out how to work together, I really thought he was going to end on saying, you know, we're screwed. Like the right. world is going to hell in a handbasket. No, I mean Arthur's more hopeful than that, and he's 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 definitely you know still in the game. And you know, I think I think that what we want to do is to not find ourselves on 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 opposite ends of of a table ever. Right? There's got to be a third way here, and not we can't be blaming millennials. Blaming the culture. it I mean, it's not that we can't have some blame and some constructive cultural criticism, but I think from a personal point of view, you, the question we're asking is, how do you not get on the wrong side of either history or the Thanksgiving table in the old school, new school debate? And so here is some practical advice for from us about how not to be that crotchety uh, person in the corner, which Arthur is not, um, but Sometimes. I have. Well, I have an aunt whom you know who really is just no, like right, that's true. You know the world. Yeah. Every time I call, the world is going to hell. Did you read this? Did you read this? Did you read. It? I just can't bear to call her. And the way out, one way out, is let your curiosity lead you. And that's actually where Arthur ended. Is we need to understand more. So curiosity is. The antidote to irrelevance. As long as you remain curious about what's going on and stop standing still and judging it, you are still in the game. Uh, right. I When I look back on the whole headphone thing, I should have actually tried to better understand how is it that by listening to music, you're feeling more relaxed, more open. I My immediate judgment was bad work ethic. Bad work ethic. You must be ADD. You're multitasking. The work is going to be crap. Right. I should have asked more questions. Right. So the value. So the, what Suzanne's basically saying is hold on to your values and, and entertain the notion that your values are being expressed in different ways. These kids have such a high work ethic. Ethic, you know, that they're doing what it takes to get them to focus staying, on the work. They're staying overnight at work. So yeah. they're not staying overnight at work just to, you know, hang out there because it's fun. They're actually, a, a lot of them are working those hours. Right. And what I would say if we'd had more time with Arthur, and I hope to have more time with him over dinner one day soon, that's aimed at Arthur, um, is to take the what if approach. I mean, it's always great when you are trapped in an argument in your head, you know what those sound like, where you're in the shower and you're going, and another thing, right? Stop yourself and say, what if, and then ask yourself the question, what if, let me so, just play. So let's the- just take that for example. So, you know, the whole debate about our kids being on social media so much, and, you know, there was some, an, a great article which um, Scott Hess wrote about millennials where he talked about the fact that millennials are 
in no way ashamed of using social media during the day. It's not like when the boss walks up to their screen and sees that Facebook is on that they'll click out of it. They're just being really honest, like, this is the way I work. And instead of judging and saying they are lazy, they care more about their social life than their work life, use the what if and say, what if this way of engaging and creating a kind of ongoing conversation throughout the day with lots of people outside of this particular their perspective expands their perspective what What if if? just just play with that possibility make yourself a little uncomfortable that's how you grow and finally we're going to leave you with this because if we are nothing else suzanne and i are communication experts and the question is how do you communicate your displeasure or your discomfort to the younger generation without standing there and shaming and judging them which, by the way, just gets them to turn you off like bad music. And to think, oh, you're old school. You're old school. school. So I'm not listening to that. One way to do that is the old feel, felt, found formula. This is a classic in our household. So it goes like this. I know how you feel. I've felt that way myself. But what I've found is blank. So let's just leave you with this. I feel like we're in an interesting place, Rachel and me, because we're kind of in between the old school and new school. We we came from old school. Clearly, I have, you know, lineage to the old school value system. But I really do want to embrace new ways of working. Yeah, I know exactly how you feel, Suzanne. I've I've (laughs) felt that before. What I've found is... All I could think of is why the hell didn't he bring the selfie stick back home? I could really use that for for myself. (laughs) What the hell, Dad? That was great. I could just picture his face when he opened the door and there was the guy with the selfie stick. (laughs) I feel bad. I kind of feel bad for that guy. So that's the end of our show. We'll see you next time on The Big Payoff. If you like what you heard, you can find us at BigPayoffRadio.com, on iTunes, on the Acast app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, please rate and review us. It matters. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.